The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. And welcome back to the Starry Night Theater podcast. This is episode 31, and it is brought to you today by JDS Electrical. Licensed and insured. Call 716-523-2711 for all your electrical needs. Again, we are sponsored by JDS Electric. 716-523-2711. And do not stop the episode. Do not change into another episode because I know normally DJ and Alex host, but they are taking a well-deserved break this week. They definitely needed this from this long season we had. Um, my name is Dan Torres. I have been a member of the Ghost Light Theater since 2005, and I actually produce this podcast as well. So DJ kindly asked me to step in today, uh, but I am not here alone. I have two of my favorite people from Ghostlight here with me. I, of course, you know everybody has their their strengths, but two of the people I've been with the longest at this company, um, two returning guests to this show. Please welcome back Vanessa and Don to the show. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi. It's so good to be here with both of you. Aww. It it. it Sucks. It's such a nice, well, I see you both at the theater all the time, and we get to talk about, you know, the current shows or things like that, but we never get to sit down in a setting like this and just kind of reminisce and talk about, you know, the little things when it comes down to certain shows, so I'm really excited about this. Me too. Yay. Yeah. Me three. <laughs> it's going to be a good time. Vanessa's all in her Batman gear just for I me am. too. <laughs> Scored extra points this week. Sweet. <laughs> uh, yes, but they are in North Carolina right now. Ten- I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, I, I do, off the top of the show, I do want to say from watching Ben grow up kind of in the theater and uh, around grade school and elementary school, it makes me so happy that him and DJ and Ryan and Cal are such good friends, too. Yes. That, yeah. that even outside of the theater, they want to be spending I, as much time as they and, can and with And go each on other. vacation together. Yes. I could give you the exact location. <laughs> I could track them. I had both my sons chipped. <laughs> and so, let's see, right now, they're, no, no, I, ha- I didn't really. And they're going to go to uh, Smoky Mountains, my favorite place oh, on the planet. Wow. They're going to spend at least one day awesome. uh, in the Smoky Mountains. So, yep. Yeah, what a great group of kids. Yeah, honestly. And it's the fun that they have and have had ever since shows like Huckleberry Finn or Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn, which we were just talking about before, and Birds That Stay. It's great that their energy translates on stage, off stage. It Mm -hmm. just makes everything that much more real and it gives them so much more life experience from that too. Yes, yes, yes. I love it so much. Me too. Mm -hmm. Um, From that. 
I do have a beef today, so I I wanted to switch it up, start it there with something go. positive, yep, yep, yep. and yep. um and flip it back. I did come prepared this week, All so right. you two will absolutely relate to this. Low talkers, <laughs> in any sense of the word, just low talkers. <laughs> that specifically the other day because of my job, I had to take. Uh, a bunch of pictures of students mm-hmm. for their bus passes for this coming year, and I'm going. Oh, okay, can you? Ha- can I have your first and last name? I can't tell you how many times I had to ask, like four times for students' <laughs> names because they're just responding with, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm and it. It would just frustrate me yeah. more and more every time. There are adults that I've stopped in the past too that I've been like, stop, take a deep breath in. Treat each word like it's equally important, and it's the last word you're ever going to say in your life, and say it to me. Diction. Yes. <laughs> Diction and volume as an actor working in the real world, oh, oh, it bothers me so deeply. So, so deeply. I don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, what? Did, did, did you hear me? My, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm all about yeah. that beef. Oh, yeah. man. I'm going to jump on your beef. Can yeah. I say that? Is that? Can I say that? I think so. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm going to jump on that beef. Yeah. I don't know how hip I am, but it sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but coming from, to our space where you have to project, yeah, if okay. you want yourself heard, you yeah. have to be clear yeah. and you have to really. It's ingrained in me. Yeah. That's why I'm so loud in any setting that I'm in all the time. But you can hear me and you can hear what I'm saying for the most part. Yes. If I'm yes. two feet from you and I can't understand you, come on. Yeah. Right. There, there are times when we have um, large meetings at my place of employment, and they have microphones, but I'm way in the back, and I'm going, oh, okay, come, come to the theater and take some classes. <laughs> we'll help you out. Because, no, you know, it's, it's different. It's, in real life, people don't think about it. Mm-hmm. And um, volume was always an issue for me, Don can tell you. <laughs> it's, it's gotten so much better, but I used to be quiet. Well, I, yeah. I, and, but sometimes quiet yeah. performers yeah. are giving more. Yes. And as we all come up watching TV and, and movies, you know, we're doing wonderful TV and movie work, but we're in the theater. Mm-hmm. So you're just flipping that switch. But everything that you were bringing had such value to it that it was just a question of getting it out over the footlights. I started, that was my arc too. Yeah. I was yeah. so quiet in college. They say we can't. The front row is going to love it, but the back yeah. row is not going to know what the heck yeah. you're doing. So, well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. that's so. It, it translates into my real life too. I'll be talking to somebody um, at the grocery store or something, and I realize I'm using my quote-unquote stage voice. <laughs> you know. So yeah, it's uh, yeah. Your beef is your beef is valid. Thank you. That was a tangent. I apologize. No, it's not. It wasn't at all. I totally relate to your tangent, too, so I don't mind you yeah. going on that. Okay, cool, because tangents are probably going to happen with me. Absolutely. I love it. I look forward to them. Yay! Uh, I know you had a beef, though, too. I do. I do have a beef, and this is a, a beef I've had for a long time. Strap in, everyone. Oh, boy. People who don't return their shopping carts. Yes. Absolutely. yes. yes. I, especially when you're like maybe three cars away from the corral, but your car is 50 cars from the store. You made it that far. All you got to do is walk a little extra, put it away. It's 20 That's steps it. usually. Yep. That's it. 
Oh, I've had man. times I go out to my car and the person next to me was so lazy. I'm saying lazy. That's right. And inconsiderate. They moved their cart so that they could get out of their parking spot and put their cart behind my car. Ah, uh, terrible. <laughs> terrible. So yep. everybody put your carts back. It doesn't take long. You can right. do it. And there's this guy on TikTok. <laughs> I get a lot of enjoyment out of. Sometimes he's a little too um, aggressive with it. Okay, yeah. But um, he kind of stands out in parking lots and calls people out about not putting their cars back. And again, like I said, he gets a little too aggressive sometimes. But it's enjoying for me is that is my huge, my huge beef. I kind of love that. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, I can appreciate that both from the customer perspective and from the perspective of Don and I have worked in grocery stores in the past. I'm still working in one. Right. And (laughs) and they that picking up that and having to make that effort to go pick up the cart to wherever it blew to or. I remember uh, my younger brother got told to walk to the corner of Erie and Zimmerman the one time from the store we were working at, which was a good 10-minute walk because there was a cart just sitting on the corner over there. So they made him walk 10 minutes and bring it back to where we were. It's such an annoyance, mm-hmm. such an annoyance from whatever side you're on. Mm-hmm. And and that's why I give him a plug to my two favorite stores, Aldi and Save-A-Lot. There we go. You plunk your quarter in. If you want that quarter back, yep. you have to take it back to the corral. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so that alleviates some, and it doesn't cost you a thing. Mm-hmm. You put your quarter in, you get your quarter out. Yep. But people darn well return the cart. So that's one solution. And yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. you can't rely on people. To be decent. Mm-hmm. So you say, okay, then uh, put money in the game. Right. You yeah. want your quarterback, you return that. So maybe all the stores should take that, uh, you know, yeah. uh, a, a, as an example. I agree. Yeah. And uh, and we shouldn't have that problem anymore, especially, you know, in the winter when you try to move oh those carts. Yes, Someone so. leaves them in your way and you're trying to park. Yeah. You, um, you're halfway into the spot and when you notice the, the cart. Come on. Okay, listen, everyone, just return your cards. Yay. Yep. Please and thank you. I endorse that. Very I endorse much so. both beefs. I, w- I want that put on a T-shirt. Return <laughs> yes. your card. Return yeah, your there card. There it is. There it is. <laughs> yep. Yep. I'll wear it. I love yes, it. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> Very good. All right, so our beefs are mm-hmm. complete for the day. That's all the negative energy we'll try yeah. and put out there for this episode, at least. It's, it's out there. Later, Gator. It's good. Um, on, on a positive note, we did just wrap up the 2022-23 season, mm-hmm. and we all had some pretty big involvement in a lot of different ways. So I kind of wanted to recap it a little bit and just talk about certain things from this past season, maybe some favorite moments we had. Um, but to start off, I, I just want to say, especially because he's not on here and doesn't get to put the shine on himself as much as he should be getting right now, uh, DJ's first year creatively just putting a lot of things together, I think was so successful. And I think everything's moving in a really, really good positive direction as far as the future years go. He has, you know, he's establishing new things such as the podcast, such as getting yeah. member meetings and the, the kids are back too, mm-hmm. which is, that was something incredible to see. Um, 
I can only imagine, Don, how you feel, but from my perspective, too, I am incredibly proud of the work that he's put in. Likewise. Yeah. Yeah. Likewise. It's, well, here, I'll, I'll put it to rest finally, once and for all. <laughs> it, it is impossible to articulate my feelings of pride mm-hmm. and all of that. You know, it, it's something when something is so profound that you can't hallmark it. Mm-hmm. You can't yeah. say, oh, that makes my day shiny or <laughs> a sunny day. It's yeah. overwhelming. It's it's so deep. Mm-hmm. And he knows. I can't. It's sometimes when you say I can't express it, it's because you can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. There's no words. He's do, doing a remarkable job. He's bringing in new life. All the things that you say, and he's doing it on his own terms as his own person, Regardless of his parentage. <laughs> um, and, yeah, and he's 22, mm-hmm. everyone. Yeah. And, and so, yes, I, I – sometimes I'm overwhelmed. I'm just sort of frozen. And t- now, I'm not surprised at all. No. I'm, I'm not surprised because we've all watched him grow up. He was – he grew up. He, it, he was born to it. He mm-hmm. didn't have a choice. And uh, remarkable. Just and and to see where he'll go from here, yeah. That what skills he'll take, and he's had the knocks. He's had the, it's not been all. Nobody's making it easy for him, you know. And you just roll on, you roll on, you roll on, and uh, yes, all of those things. And uh, I am so very proud, you yeah. know. That again, hard to articulate. Mm-hmm. And he's a good partner. Yes. As, as we're coming up to the next the next season, I'll, I'll kid him about it. I say, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute, partner. I go, I'm directing four shows. You're only directing three. And I'm the old man. What's going on here? Uh, he's a great, great partner to have. He brings the energy. Things that I say, oh, we can't do. Oh, gosh, I'm too tired. I want to do that. Just like the Night of Living Dad that he brought back. Yes. I was dead set again. I go, never. I will die first. And then he brings it back. Yeah, and so yay, yay, DJ, woohoo! Yeah, so it's such a not that things are ever stale or anything like that, but it's such a refreshing thing to come in and just see that things are still moving the same way, but just differently. Yes, you know, yes, and it's not, it's no, it's not a threat. It's not a new regime. No, no, it's it's more the same with new life, with new ideas. How can you not be joyful about that and and look at our horizons and say, we've got a future now? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because COVID put that into doubt, very much doubt. Yeah. And to rise up again, just like the zombies, uh, mm-hmm. just it's, again, hard to put it into words that you could throw on a bumper sticker. Yes. Yeah. But do I feel it every moment of the day? Of course I do. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. And so grateful. Yeah. So grateful. Here, first of all. One of my uh, children, not only interested in theater, but interested in just really getting in and making things happen. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. You, you, I mean, it, it's it's a dream, yeah. um, and I'm loving every minute of it. So, yeah. yay. Me too. I, I love seeing that. And it really sunk in for me when I saw Sweeney Todd because that was something I didn't have you know, a lot of involvement in throughout the process. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really around for that one until I saw it. And then seeing what him and Sean put together with how challenging of a musical that is, Mm -hmm. they handled that so well, so incredibly well. The acting was phenomenal. His vision was incredible for how it should be 
Um, it, my wife Julie came with me when I saw Sweeney, and she's a huge Sweeney Todd fan. And we were driving home, and she goes, "It's so cool to have a theater around that does like." spooky stuff like this all the time that like has those things because we're big and you know a lot of us at the theater are big Mm -hmm. like scary movie and horror nerds and to have this outlet and to have some uh, such beautiful productions put up by someone you know so young too to keep having that vision and the drive and the and the work ethic Mm -hmm. to keep uh, on track for something like that is really profound. It's really, really, really awesome. And that show was just the way they did the chair too. I haven't gotten to oh. say a lot about that, but yeah. some of the things that they're coming up with creatively, mm-hmm. just as and that's where their friend group kind of comes in <laughs> handy because they have that hive mind in a lot of sense. Uh, it's just incredible to watch. Mm-hmm. It really, really. And is. the way he admitted on the podcast, the way he came about the chair is when he used to tip. Your brother over in the wheelchair. <laughs> He'd come up behind him because Ben would be always in a If we had a wheelchair out there, he's in it. He's riding around the theater. DJ would come up behind him and tip him. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, hold them and not let him fall. And, you know, that, you know, well, that's what. And I didn't know that till they struck the set. And I looked. I said, he told me it was that story. I heard it on the podcast. Yeah. Well, it was a wheel. They bolted the wheelchair down so it didn't move, but they tipped the wheelchair. That's so mm-hmm. smart. And that came from, from yeah. your <laughs> from brother, my brother and my son and just years of you know trying to break your brother's neck, yeah. essentially. <laughs> and yeah, no, you know, and the secret about um Sweeney Todd that, that nobody uh talks about is it's an opera. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. But operas don't sell. Mm-hmm. So you don't call it an opera. And opening night, 1979, in, in Broadway, the reviewer came up from the Times and came and said, this is an opera. This is an opera. And like, shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> yep. It won't sell. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ, Superstar is a rock opera. Rock opera, you're okay. But opera, opera, no, 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 no. And that they pulled it off just, first of all, you don't want to say you're surprised because I have so much faith in DJ and Sean. And and so so, but at the same time, not that I set my expectations. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what to. I didn't know the show at all. Mm-hmm. I had uh, DJ made me watch the movie twice, and I said, "This is what you want to put." Okay, all right. Well, okay, okay. Uh, if you need anyone for a spot, you know who you know. I'll come in or run lights, whatever you need. And I didn't. I had no lower expectation. I had no higher expectation. I just I didn't know what I was going to walk in on, and. Absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. I saw nine performances. You say there are only eight. I got to see a dress <laughs> rehearsal. Yeah. So I saw yeah. nine of them, and uh, remarkable, remarkable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's such a fun ride to watch the mm-hmm. entire time. Absolutely. Uh, t- we did touch on Night of the Living Dead earlier, and I wanted to talk. It, we'll go from the last point of the season back to kind of the beginning with Halloween Dreams and Night of the Living Dead. Um. That, uh, my first show back in a, a couple of years, which was a great show to be back for. And Vanessa, my first time working yeah, with you. I know. Uh, like it's on insane. stage in a full capacity yes. like that. Um, what was – so I know you've been involved with it a couple of times. Mm-hmm. What was this um, this time going through it like playing Barbara? Because I know that that was something you were really passionate about yeah, going into um, it. It in, it's a different perspective of um, the terror. Mm-hmm. Um, with with Helen down in the basement, 
Um, Judy's also in the basement. They're different ages. They're seeing things differently, even though they're kind of in the same environment mm-hmm. for a bit. Um, Barbara has a different journey through the experience, um, obviously. So it was it was interesting to um, be able to deal with that decline mm-hmm. instead of kind of keeping together a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm all over the place. I'm no, sorry. you're fine. There's, <laughs> I, I know what you're saying. There's definitely a spiral yeah. that um, she goes down from the beginning. So it was... I had always wanted a crack at it, so I'm I'm grateful that I, I got a crack at it. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I find it so interesting, um, her decline mm-hmm. and how it happens and um, the interactions and yeah yeah sorry you, no you don't ever apologize <laughs> you could it, with her it's almost like watching someone go down a ladder you could see each lower right. rung as she's hitting it a little bit and then once she's at the bottom there's it's just a pit that she I, falls into it, it's it, it had to be very challenging in order to kind of get that right in a lot of senses it it was and but it was a challenge is always exciting mm-hmm. so you go in and you want to make sure it doesn't just go from ah to uh, yeah you know <laughs> you know lights out right <laughs> so even at that point she's got to get all the way down you can't go from one to the other so when you're looking at it script wise you got to find things in your words that show the decline, but also in the actions. And um, when I go back and I, I watched the movie, there was something that I wanted to make sure that I included, not just as a nod to the people of the movie who love the movie, but um, I think it was an important part of her decline is when she traced the doily. Oh, Yes. On, on the couch. I noticed that when you would do that all the so, time. What was nice is we didn't have a doily on the couch, but the couch had a print. So I I don't I, I don't know. But I love that was, it. That was a that was a fun. I, th- I think to be able to to do that. Of course, yeah. I I think little things like that definitely help with really capturing where that person is meant to, mm-hmm. because. It's especially those little things like that are signs that you're checked out too. Mm-hmm. That you're just like trying to do these little things just to try and keep your sanity a little bit. And the attention to detail, I think, is so important. And I would notice when you would add little flavors like that it, as we went on and each night. It was fun to be able to get to interact with you so yes. much and be to be able to play off of each other. I was, I was so excited to have you back and to be able to... Um to do that with yeah, you. Me too. And to to be able to be a part of that, which I never got to be a part of Night of the Living Dead as a kid. But now, Don, you say too that it's your favorite project to direct or be a part of. It, it, it really, me being in it this year kind of made me understand that joy as well. Just the chaos of everything is so fun <laughs> and all the zombie performers are excellent. It's mm-hmm. um, Do you have... Just uh, just for a preview for this year, are there things that you're thinking of 
as far as that you'll do a little differently going down this road, adding more zombies? Like, Should we tell him? Yeah, let's do it. Um, <laughs> ben is a woman. Ooh, yes. Mm-hmm. Very but, nice. And we tried it in um, auditions. And I had a, a nice long talk with your brother, mm-hmm. and he was supposed to pass it on to you. And we t- and he was in a hundred percent agreement. He was in the audition, and when B, we're calling yep. <laughs> B, not Ben, and Barbara have that one scene, so powerful. And the reason, not to be gimmicky, but I think sometimes we know it so much, we've seen it so much that it loses its impact. When spoiler alert, I'm not going to say what happens to the hero at the end, but it means. If the hero dies at the end, uh, oh. then, then none of us are safe. Yeah. 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 And right. as a 10-year-old who saw it at the Riviera and walked home on a, a, a stormy day, um, the rules have changed now. Yeah. That um, if the hero is not going to get home, then this 10-year-old boy is not gonna get, certainly not going to get home. Yeah. So that it's kind of rubbed off. We all kind of know it. But now the hero is a woman all the same issues with all the same strengths of character and now you've got these two women in this farmhouse and more than two because you throw in who you're playing mm-hmm. yes helen and helen. you're throwing in judy yep. now the four of them and little karen mm-hmm. yep. the five women in this farmhouse with with kind of you know some weaker male characters i get to play one of them <laughs> Week is my favorite thing to play. And it really changes it. You know what I'm saying? We do it every year. It's a fundraiser. I love it. And I wasn't thinking of changing it up because it's perfect as it is. And then these actors presented themselves, and we all saw it. It's the so, right move. Oh, my gosh. And I said, I said, you're proud. And I'll say it to you publicly. I say, you know, if, if this works out and the three of you want to pick straws every year and say, <laughs> this year, I'm, t- I'm totally fine with yeah. that. Y- you, your brother, and DJ brought this franchise back from the dead. Mm. It's a great fundraiser. It's our most profitable fundraiser, yay us, for the theater. Yeah. And to play around with it, every night, have the freedom, and to say, you know, but also all of us who are committed to making sure that this is successful, because it brings in the young people, mm-hmm. brings in the young people, mm-hmm. which we and we have a hoot. So thank you to everybody who was part of it. And you asked what's different. That's a big yeah. difference. That's a big difference. But we're adding other things too. Yeah. For now, we have uh, brother Ben free to be a zombie. Yeah, we already him and DJ and I are already cooking up. Of course, he, we don't want to kill him, but he some, the way he jumps around and how oh, he's just he's <sighs> a rubber band it stresses yes. me out. He, yes. He's already got ideas. Yes, well, we will look after him. Um, but how fun! So we're going to be able to do some more zombie yeah. stunts. Yep. And more zombie. And he's also down with it. I was glad he was present um, at the audition and rooting it mm-hmm. on, looking over, giving me a thumbs up. And he's pointing. He's like, this is it. Mm-hmm. This is it. And you yeah. were there. That's why I go to yeah. run, I go, had to go, <laughs> Vanessa, pay attention. Yes. And, it, oh, yeah. I think it's going to um, – I'm excited to get into that dynamic already because it's going to be different than what we've had before in how, um, where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. And the conflicts are going to be just a little different. Basics are the same, 
but the fact that it's a uh, a female is is going to add some more uh, conflict. To yes, it. yes, and absolutely. Whole new, a whole new level, whole different. Yeah. And so fans who show up every every year, yeah, will say, "Oh, I'm going to throw you a little curveball." Yeah. Yep. My hope is it strengthens that feeling that we all had when we first saw it. Yeah. Because yeah. now we're changing it. What? You're changing it? I know this through and through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pay attention because we're going we're gonna to change it up a little and get that feeling again. Because as we all know, it's a tribute to the movie. We all mm-hmm. love the movie. And we want to sort of keep it alive. And if there's a child in the audience who's seen it for the first time, we get that responsibility to share this awesome Ah, scary Halloween story with them. Uh, this will be with them for the rest of their life. To me, how wonderful. Yeah. How awesome. That's yeah. the coolest thing you yeah. can ask for when it comes to that. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see the dynamic change. And I think it's such a smart move, too, especially because the script isn't necessarily very strict with that either. They say right. they mention Ben's name twice, maybe, <laughs> in a short little yeah. span, just like as a. Oh, by the way, he has a name. Like, this is right, his name, right. like, kind of a thing. So it makes sense that, to shift the dynamic a little bit and, and adding. I believe I saw that um, DeJay's playing. Yes, yes. absolutely. Yeah, she's she's going to be fantastic. Yeah. I, I, I already know that. She's going to be a fantastic. And team. she was utterly shocked. Oh, wow. say, um, grab a script, go on yeah. up. And everybody's well, first went, what, 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 what's, it, what's happening? And I can't even take credit for it. You know, everybody was there, you know, and it just happened. It just, mm-hmm. if you let things happen. And so now I was so excited. I love this project. And then I get to direct it. This is my second time. Mm-hmm. And last year was my, with you two in the leads, just a dream. A dream. Thank I, you. And, and DJ was like, um, do you want to switch and, and, and uh, direct <laughs> and let me direct the fall show? I mean, I don't, you know, he felt like he was asking me to uh, go slumming or something. <laughs> and so I was like, like, what? You're asking me to direct the zombie show? <laughs> Do you know who you're talking to? <laughs> Inside, I'm yeah. leaping. Because I don't want to be selfish. Paul got it going, mm-hmm. and I produced, and he directed. And then we we killed it for f- 10 years yeah. or something yeah. and brought it back. And then for my first chance to play in the sandbox with you two. As the lead, and we got the six shooters out. Like, oh no, oh, so oh yeah. no, I'm gonna play it like that was awesome. I'm gonna play it like it. I've always wanted to play it. And you yeah. two up there, and and I really just had a ball. It was just a Us highlight, too. just yeah. a highlight. And I will, I will Likewise. always, yeah. I will always cherish that. And then when I say probably one of my favorite experiences ever in theater, mm-hmm. it's everything I love. First yeah. of all, you know. Horror, which is what we do, you touched on that before, horror unites us all. Yes. And that is our job as human beings going forth. I'm, everybody who hears my voice, we must unite. No more arguing, no more fighting. Horror unites us. Yes. Anytime someone's arguing, say, let's talk about what's under your bed. <laughs> well, like, oh, we are. Yeah. Let's talk about zombies. Let's talk about, uh, you know, not getting home at the end. Halloween. Mm-hmm. We love hot white. Everybody agrees on Halloween. Candy, scary. So to me, horror was always a great unifier. Mm-hmm. The monster, we all agree on. Run. Run. Yes. <laughs> Nobody says, why are you running from that monster? <laughs> the shark, run. Right. Michael Myers, run. And we all agree. And so to me, that's uh, the cherry on top of horror is that it is a unifier. Mm-hmm. 
get a room together, scare them to death. And then we all hold hands and say, we'll all survive this together. Yes. So to me, a secret, I've never revealed it. It's what I love about horror. Um, and it's an easy way to unite. I love it. Uh, a very divided populace. Yeah. You're right. You're 100% right. As soon as you see something that is either unearthly or moving at you yeah. at incredible yeah. speed, yeah. everything yeah. changes and immediately you're all working Correct. towards a common goal. That's, we would need that. Right? What would help us all right now is Godzilla just getting up out of the ocean. And then <laughs> well, all of a no, sudden. That's true. Yeah, right, it is. A big spaceship coming down. All of a sudden, all their little grievances. Mm-hmm become we need to work together if we're going to survive this yep and so yay horror yes <laughs> yay i think horror. that's a big theme of night of the living dead as well yep, yep. Mm-hmm. it is all these different personalities and and um well yeah they're they're different people who think different ways but once you're all in a house together and there you have to survive you're still who you are, but you're working together. Correct. Yes. And people yeah. who would probably not even speak to each other on the street right. are now having to turn to one another to survive. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful mm-hmm. uh, story. It's a wonderful uh, way to be. And if that's what it takes, well, then that's what it takes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I love that. It's, it really does unite us all in a lot of senses. It really does. And you, we could argue who's scarier monster or what horror film you liked the most or what was more effective. But but the theme, mm-hmm. right. we're all on this side of the table and the monster's on that side. Yes. Even when it's Frankenstein monster. <laughs> um, and it brings us together. So yay. Agreed. Um, Vanessa, I'm interested in hearing your experience um, with Halloween dreams, because I remember you had just left for uh, for Savannah the season we were about to do Halloween dreams, I think so, and you yeah. had read um, the mom's monologue when we had announced right, the season, right, right. and I remember watching you doing that, and being like, "Oh, she would be so freaking good." At- do you remember that too, Don? I, I, I know you probably. Do. I, she does. She didn't remember. I Vanessa didn't, did. I said, "Thank you." I said, I, will... "I said you've played this before." She goes, "No, I didn't." Yeah. And I go, "Oh my god, our big send off! It was yeah. so when, good. Uh, you I... you crushed that monologue when you did it. Thank that you. That first I, time. I appreciate that. Yeah, I I sometimes have a very bad memory. So <laughs> <She didn't. laughs> it's uh, even like with shows. Like yeah. I'll be sitting down filling out my audition form and it'll be the show that maybe two t- two shows ago and I'll be, oh god what was my what was my character's name <laughs> i don't remember um so i'm grateful that i at least have the the memory to get my lines yes in. but um um yeah once i started revisiting it i was like yes okay yes i know i know this i okay <laughs> yes it's coming back uh, i accessed the file um that that monologue um is just is brilliant and it was an honor to be able to do it. It's beautiful. Because I I I felt a lot of what was being said. Um and you know, um I'm, I'm bad with words. I apologize. I'm no. better when I'm scripted. You're fine. But, <laughs> um yeah, um, it's it's it an was, interesting yeah. like that script in itself is interesting because it's very much like a Christmas Halloween 
in a sense, like a Halloween yes. Christmas movie yes. kind of format where there's still those elements of horror throughout and there's like there there is an aspect of terror, but it's all about the family like being around each yes. other for the holiday specifically and Halloween bonding them all too. Yes. I'm so glad you got the experience to do that show. Because it's it, it is a fun dynamic. I you had a fun dynamic. You got to play with um, Joanne, with Ryan too. Like all, everybody was such a a, a joy in that show. It, it was a a fantastic experience with with all of them. And um, I've played against Joanne um, a lot of times, and I enjoy it every time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that scene with her. Um, when that mo- monologue is delivered is one of my favorites, and I used to look forward to it. Yeah. Um, death is sometimes a hard thing to talk about. And the way both of them approached it in that scene, it was... It's beautiful. It, it was helping mm-hmm. me deal also with um, deaths. Yeah. So, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's... It's a very powerful show in a lot of senses. I remember when we did it in 2011, I would listen backstage um, when Joanne and Debbie would be doing that scene all the time because it was it was my favorite scene in the show because I got to be there to listen to it every night. And you find new meaning, like you take different things away from that. Um, it was – so I – had touched on kind of like the Christmas aspect of the holiday. Was that what you had in mind when you were writing the show as well? Just kind of your yeah. own Christmas classic kind of based, but based in Halloween. Yeah. 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 I, you know, I had written, um, all for the night the year before and people seemed to like it. And I thought that's not even my favorite holiday. <laughs> um, well, let me try writing something. I really, you know, I love Christmas. Of course, everybody loves Christmas. I don't mean that. And um, so everything, it's a grab bag of everything I've ever loved about Halloween, sort of a defense of Halloween, and also a family in transition mm-hmm. when, you know, things happen, families pull together or fall apart, this family had to make that decision. Mm-hmm. And who's going to be the new leader of the family sort of skips a generation, mm-hmm. and we learn why, and the son steps up and says, I got gotcha. you. I got it. And I think that's um, it's a story maybe you can only tell on Halloween night about death. And we come to find out your character. First, we just think, well, she's kind of a stick in the mud. Yeah. She doesn't like the rest of the family. She doesn't like Halloween. Then she tells her story. She tells her memory. And we realize what's going on, the storm that's going on inside of her. And we've completely, after that monologue, we have a different feeling of her, a different read about her. And I remember I, when I first wrote that, I first started using a computer. I didn't know how to save stuff. I lost the monologue. I was absolutely devastated. So I wrote it again, longhand, read it to myself out loud to my kitty cat, Ellard, the cat. And then I just, he was right on the desk. With me. I put my head down on him, and I just cried. It's like the only time something really affected me. I was, and poor Soggy Ellard. <laughs> I, he just took it all. Yeah. He just and because I thought I lost it, and then I thought, well, I'll I'll remember the good parts. Maybe, maybe that was meant to be. So thank you for mentioning. But that was my experience in it, and I thought sort of deal with death. How how do any of us? And well, you talk about it, and so that's that was you're exactly right when you said. Oh, it kind of was like a Christmas show. Yeah. That's exactly. Um, 
I guess I was trying to elevate the holiday and say, hey, what about us? What about Halloween? Mm-hmm. We should have a show. Besides the Charlie <laughs> Brown, which yes. I love, we should have a, a, a show that mm-hmm. we could celebrate. Oh, absolutely. It's got, it's got a Christmas special's heart. That that's exactly the best way I could put it. It's like at the center, it definitely feels very because you get those feelings around Christmas of oh, family, this yes. celebrating by decorating, and and all of that's in there. It's such a warm show to be. I think that's the word is it's warm to be able to sit and watch like oh, that family because you relate yeah. to it. I'm I'm glad that um, that that you know comes across yeah. you know and. And the scary sequences in it are very, very good. And that's part of it, too. Halloween. You've got to be scared in Halloween yes. night. Mm-hmm. You've got to be scared. You have to have a couple. Ah, you mm-hmm. know, just like Halloween, the very mm-hmm. famous, um, we're all entitled to one good scare or whatever that line is. Yes. And you want that scare yeah. on Halloween night. You, have to, you must have at least one. Yeah, and from my experience, too, not, just, not spoiling anything, but the Act 2 scene with me and Paul when I did it before – with, with just the big, like, climactic moment. It's so much fun having to kind of stand in that one corner Up forever. Oh, yeah. my gosh. It was, it was, that was when I was, it, it, when I was like, okay, my discipline as an actor is going <laughs> yeah. to be tested here. And I need mm-hmm. to pass this every night. And wh- when the moment came and I would get gas for every once in a while, I'd be like, yes, there we go. Got it. Mm-hmm. Perfect. At my job. It's just a, a such a fun, fun piece. It was, yeah. And then the, on the last Scooby Doo unveil, um, yeah, which is like, um, and the audience gasps. It's like, yeah. who else could it be? <laughs> yeah. yes. I was always like, I always thought if they were thinking, they go, well, yeah. well, yeah. Well, you call, who, there, who, uh, there is no like one else who? that it could be. And so always when the mask would come off, the eyes would go, oh. I go, oh, come on. <laughs> I know. There's nobody left. Somebody we so haven't yeah. introduced at all I, the I, entire I show. Know. What kind of sense would that make? Who is that? Hey, hey there's an idea. No. <laughs> nobody knows who it is. <laughs> Someone out of left field. <laughs> I, that was so enjoyable, but also yeah. um, a, a definite flaw of the storytelling, <laughs> like – if they if they have a scorecard, they know. They know. They, they know, know there's only one person left. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's Carol from the radio, but yeah, we didn't really meet her. <laughs> they say, "Who is that woman?" <laughs> that's that woman on the radio. Oh, so, you know, I've never seen so. her face before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Make sure she's got her uh, badge on yes. from the radio station. It's like oh, that's that lady. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, yeah, but we so we move into from the Halloween shows into Yes Virginia, which Yes Virginia I very much enjoyed um, seeing this year. That's a show that doesn't get as much love as some of the classics, like It's a Wonderful Life or mm-hmm. things like that. But it has so many little beautiful moments scattered within. I love the the almost uh, storybook little scenes from it, where it'll go bam into bam. Into like, and now you're watching this side. Now you're over here. Now we're back at the uh, newspaper office, and it, there's there's so much um, good Christmas spirit that you could see organically just built through that show. And from a personal perspective, to see Ben play a father on stage was very odd for me for a second <laughs> because I was like, "Oh, you are at an age where this yeah. could be plausible." Yeah. Oh, okay, <laughs> but. Yeah, I, I, there was a lot of enjoyment as far as seeing that. Can you um, talk about working on that with DJ a little bit um, throughout this year? And kind of if I was right with your concept that it was almost like storybook moments like throughout the stage? Yeah, and I, 
Was that one? He, I wanted him to co-direct with me, and he didn't. Same kind of thing he did with Here We Sit. He was just kind of <laughs> like, um, he, he's not a fan of the show. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and that's fine. He's not a fan of It's a Wonderful Life either. It's so hard to get those on the season because he just does not like those two shows. So he was like, you don't need me. You've directed it for your... And so he was in it and he was there. And he's a great one to bounce stuff off. If he doesn't like something, he, you'll, you'll know it. And it's okay, but we'll still... The company isn't really crazy about those two shows. As a, and um, the audiences seem to especially like It's a Wonderful Life. I think it's one of our... And they're kind of lukewarm about this one. I like it. Mm-hmm. I love it. And um, it, it was delightful to work on, and I think we have a good time when we're doing it. Um, I think the little Nora did an amazing job as yes. 10-year-old lead yes, in the play. Fantastic. And... Um, it's based on a true story, and it's it's based on a teleplay. So that's why why you come. It's cinematic, yes, because it's cinematic, just like it's it's a wonderful life. I mean, so you need a unit set that you can p- play it like a movie. It is a movie. Same with Night of Living Dead. Mm-hmm. It's a movie, people, and you can do this as best as we can translate it to a theatrical live experience. So I enjoy. I love playing. I got to play Frank Church twice. He is buried in um, Sleepy Hollow Cemetery. Oh, wow. Uh, he's a real person, and he wrote the, the most famous uh, editorial in human history. Yeah. Uh, maybe worth our attention. Uh, he didn't want the job. Answer this little girl's answer it. Now, she went on and became a pioneer in New York State education. Wow. That little girl changed the way that we educate our children, little um, Virginia. It's a fair – now, did they take liberties? Yeah. Uh, for example, the father, who they have as a jobless kind of living in an Irish tenement, mm-hmm. was a surgeon. Oh. Yeah. So he well, was yeah. doing okay. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe a little bit. Right. But when they did the movie and they had yeah. uh, Charles Bronson and, and, and Lou, Lou Grant, um, Ed Asner and, and Richard Thomas, mm-hmm. uh, just a wonderful – made-for-TV movie that they turn into a play. So I don't know when we'll ever see it again. There's, there's many detractors. The audience who did come enjoyed mm-hmm. it. We enjoy playing it. I think um, VJ did an amazing job of talking me off the ledge. When Frank, <laughs> Tr- he's going to, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. like uh, It's a Wonderful Life, he wants to kill himself. Yeah. And on stage, it's the only time we see someone actually do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He turns the gas on, he puts his head down. He's like, good night, everyone. Mm-hmm. And... VJ comes in and mm-hmm. saves me. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to get yourself out on that ledge, and you have to get yourself. Probably the most the hardest thing I did. Yeah. Uh, both times when I played that. And uh, I thought he did a remarkable, because you can't discuss it. Two men would not discuss it back then. He couldn't reveal that he knew what I was doing. And he saves me. And I thought that was just a great, I'm just mm-hmm. so indebted to him uh, making me, making it work. Yeah. Essentially pulling me you know, back from the dad and, 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 and giving me this assignment that I don't want. So I think there's a lot to, to recommend it, and I understand. I don't have any problems with people who, who you know, aren't a fan of it. Because mm-hmm. usually in the same breath, DJ says, I don't like that one. My favorite one's all through the night. Well, how can I be angry about that? Yeah. Like, well, okay <laughs> then. But, he, you know, I appreciate his honesty. Like, mm-hmm. every, oh, people in the company are so, they go, oh, please tell me it's not, it's a wonderful life. 
I love It's a Wonderful Me Life. Me too. I also love uh, the three It's of a us Wonderful Life. A yeah. three-person show. <laughs> it's a Wonderful it. Life coming right. next year to, to a theater. <laughs> no, right? I love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. But we're up uphill, bet, and it does well at the box office. But you fight people over there like, uh, we hate that show. Mm-hmm. I know. I, I would love to get my crack at George Bailey at some point. Are you listening, DJ Swartz? Are you listening? Because he thinks the world of you. And so it's like, there it is. So we'll see what he says when he comes back. Right, exactly. Maybe he'll discuss it on the podcast. Well, we've all had positive experiences with It's a Wonderful Life, though, too. Right, I know. You got to play Mary Hatch at one point, right? Yeah, a a couple of um, times. It was I love that character. And then so the much. year I was in it, you played um, Antilly when yep. I was Harry and like every other member of the town at that point. <laughs> you played the whole cast. I played yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was young George. I was Harry. I was uh, Sam Wainwright. And then uh, I was. Mr. Welsh, I, I think at the more end. Plays, oh, it was more great. That's what I wanted. I yeah, wanted yeah. at that point. I was just yeah. like, keep keep them coming. Yeah. I'll keep myself busy. You know, well, I think we knew you could handle it. and You stepped out a different person every time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was, it's just awesome. It's a good thing. Yeah. Um, all right, on to Frankenstein because I know people are so eager to hear more talk about Frankenstein out here. Maybe it's fifty fifty at this point. <laughs> um, First of all, I need to address DJ's beef from last week because I don't think the set was nearly as bad as he said. No. As he's putting out there. I don't know if you heard. Um, That's the only one I didn't hear yet because so, it wasn't available. Yeah, so that that was my fault as the producer. So I was on vacation last week. Oh, yeah. So I, 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 said, <laughs> I said he better stay out there because I told, I told DJ Tuesday afternoon, I go, me and Daisy are ready to yep. listen to a podcast. It's not there. I want someone fired. I said to him the other day, <laughs> let, me, let me pull up my exact wording. Oh, we're getting the receipts. Because I, I put up um I, I put up the episode at first. Like I had it all done. But sometimes this thing happens where I think the audio is attached all the way and it's like it has one percent left and I hit accept before it's totally oh, added. Okay. So the yep, post yep. was up, but the audio didn't attach with it. So I'm going to work and I'm looking for the new episode on the way to work so I can listen to it as well. And it's not there. And I'm going, what the heck is going on? So I ended up texting him saying, I tried uploading it last night, but I don't have the I didn't have the audio fully attached, so I have to retry. Um, I'm annoyed. It's done. I just have to upload it. And he responded saying, don't worry about it. And I said this it verbatim. I said, I'm going to have a mob of your fans outside. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew you were one of those people that would be outside the door. Um, but on the episode last week, he mentioned how his beef was against himself and saying he was looking at pictures of Frankenstein in post-production. And he said that he hates the way the set looked it, overall. And I entirely disagree. I think he thinks it's bad based on his version of what he wanted it to be in his mind when it it, it first came about. But sometimes we have to let those things go. Right. right like right, so, right. sometimes there are things that it just – it didn't work out that way. It didn't go. And it turned another beautiful direction. So just mm-hmm. let it by. So to DJ, I, I will say let that go. Let let any flaws or anything that would keep you from enjoying that show in your mind, let that pass. They're all just dust in the wind at that point. Um, I thought every aspect of that show generally was just so tight and so well put together. 
I think everybody had like full commitment every night and there was yep. never a night where you know the cast didn't want to do the show we were it got stronger each performance as we went and i had mentioned that at the cast party that i've i it's very rare that a show keeps gaining steam like that as time goes mm-hmm. on it was something extremely special mm-hmm. and that's just from my perspective i don't know if it, either of you had the same experience as far as it but i i thought yeah, yeah, oh, I, yeah I, I, we, I did. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought we had something really, really, really beautiful um, for the winter class. Well, I think it was year. something really uh, unique and very much a passing of the torch. Aha, yeah. uh-huh, in Frankenstein, yeah. you pass the torch. Um, and when my friend came to see, um, he's a uh, chair of the English department at uh, Concordia University of Chicago. Mm. He was my. Uh, we went to high school together, and we were college roommates. And he came to see. We were talking a little bit about Frankenstein. And as the head of the department, one of his professors has to teach Frankenstein. And he said, this generation, um, because of the creature's uh, victimhood, will not acknowledge that he does anything wrong. I mm-hmm. said, welcome to my six-week experience yeah. with Frankenstein. Yeah. See? And it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's, now we know we're right on track with the whole mm-hmm. planet. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a life that you live, that you present. And and it's not to say, but, but they look at the creature, they look at him now. Uh, and I've talked about this before with you. I thought you did a nice kindness and in, in in always turning the spotlight back to the creature. Whereas my brother entered the stage coming down that way, I'd be like, okay, it's on. Yeah. I am going to <laughs> fight tooth and nail for sympathy from this mm-hmm. audience, and this audience is going to understand mm-hmm. that our grieving. My mother died, and I'm doing the best I can. And I would fight. Uh, my goal would be to 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 rob that creature of every any sympathy that he would try. And so there you get that dynamic. So the, the, what do you do? You confuse the audience. I think, yeah, I don't know how I feel about either of them. They both kind of, um, which there's no valid interpretation. I love the interpretation. Was it my generation? No, my monster was seven feet tall, and he stomped mm-hmm. around, and he he crushed people. And, and and his monster, like the age that you are born to, he told his story. You all told that story, the three of you. And it did it flip my script? Yes. I, there was a lot of it in there. You remember mm-hmm. the first time. It, it's in there. No doubt it's in there. I love horror. I find great sympathy for the creature, for the monster. Yes. We all feel like the monster sometimes. We don't fit in. Blah, 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 blah. So it was there. Like 20%. Yeah. <laughs> and it ended up like 100%. Yeah. Did it work? Well, ask the audience. Yeah. Ask the audience. And it flipped. And people like, yeah, I know this story, blah, blah, blah. And he, the three of you made it different. How could I not be thrilled about mm-hmm. that? But at the same time, be able to recognize. And then when talking to him, realize, okay, I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. I saw what I saw. Mm-hmm. And he's like, every year we teach it. And we try to get to the, stu- the students to actually read it. Um, college students, do your assignments, <laughs> mm. uh, would say, yeah, anything that the creature does is justified. And trying to keep it, oh, uh, hang on, hold, the, oh, he, he killed that? the child. Yeah. Well, yeah, yes. eh, you know. But isn't that fascinating? Mm-hmm. To me, it means our production, not that I needed it, was valid yeah. and timely and of this generation and very different from how Mary Shelley wrote it. Mm-hmm. Yay to all of that. Mm-hmm. So any... Any discouraging sort of didn't like the set. I like the set. 
I did too. I, yeah, what's wrong with a set? I love mm-hmm. the trees that VJ made. Yeah, those trees are something else. They were awesome. Oh my gosh, they're beautiful. I loved being able to yeah. uh, play that scene with Ben tied to the tree uh, oh every God. day in Act Two. It was it was so fun, and it, it felt so real that he just had mm-hmm. me in the middle of this environment where I couldn't escape from if and I it wanted was so, to. And it was so the serpent and Adam. Yes. Right back to the beginning. And even the way he'd walk around you slithery and like, you know, do this, do this thing. And mm-hmm. you're like, no, no. <laughs> we've already eaten of the tree that we shouldn't yeah. anymore is going to ruin. And uh, I thought it was just delicious. All, I yeah. loved every bit of it. Me too. And the fact that we can still talk about it and we can talk about an interpretation. Mm-hmm. We, you, The three of you didn't just do it. You owned it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there was honesty played on all sides. In that show, too, which I think that was so important with Frankenstein is to just, like, leave some of your opinions out of it and just play it how the script writes it. Like, there's a lot of that. Yes. And across the board, everybody from the ensemble to the leads, they just played it. Honestly, like mm-hmm. they were really in the story. Your your scene was my favorite to watch yes, with Ben yes. every night because that's where his sympathy came. Yeah, like that's yes. really where it came was from you and from the light you shed on him in those five minutes you guys were together. There were certain times during shows where I'd be comatose up there and I just have my <laughs> eyes just very slightly open and I'd be watching just the outlines of you two and it was because it was so beautiful every night what you two did with it was that your first time working no because you did Night of the Living Dead with Ben right right and um, all through the night and all through the night so you've gotten to work with him in the past yeah. but that was diff- this that was, was different yeah. between the two of yeah, you yeah it was I I loved doing that scene with him. Um, just, it's a a break from the violence for a little bit. Yes. And it gives the audience a chance to see, as you said, the, the creature kind of making sense of his world through someone who can't see him. Mm-hmm. He's being related to as a person, not a creature. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's a big moment for for the creature. And um, Ben was just fa- fantastic. And you say fantastic. you give one of the most important lines in the show at that moment, which is where you talk about your husband passing, and then he responds with, he was sorry, and you say he suffered mm-hmm. for so long that death was a blessing. Mm-hmm. And you realize at that point that he's he's truly cursed with not being able to end his suffering ever. Like he's just going to be someone that suffers the rest of his existence. And it, it's such a powerful – so much information gets conveyed in those few minutes that is so vitally important for the rest of the show that it, it was just set up so nice every day. It, every Everybody, the whole – the whole cast was so special for that one. I'm oh, really yeah. thankful for that it experience. Was, and that's a great scene. It was a great scene. So well done. And also, you get the idea. If the two of them just went off together, the creature would have a whole different life. Yeah. yeah. A whole 100%. different... And, and I, you know, it's yeah. not to say... You know, to me, the beauty of the piece that an 18-year-old young lady wrote is that struggle. 
that mm-hmm. struggle, how we try to justify, read it. Who's right? Who's wrong? Well, I don't think there's a right and wrong. It's just what is. Mm-hmm. I mean, Victor created a human being. Mm-hmm. The only other person who did that was God. Mm-hmm. And are there going to be ramifications? A few. <laughs> Maybe a few. But it's huge. It's yeah. it's the essence of life. And so just I love that. And you do. You get hopeful. You kind of get suckered into it. Then those stupid torchbearer mm-hmm. mob come out <laughs> and beat him yeah. and send him into that spiral. And, and he for, makes you for, him forget mm-hmm. your kindness. Well, then they, they kill you. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. And to him, it's like when he's cradling you your dead body, which is reflective of the end when he's holding his creator, Mm -hmm. the Pieta, um, the creation holding the creator, uh, set up so beautifully when he's holding you. And uh, I'm not dead. You're dead. They say, I'm dead. I'm not this. I'm not this. So further identity crisis for the creature. Yes. Um, you're gone. You're there, but you're gone. And I think that's huge. I, I think, think that so shapes everything he does the rest of the story. Do you remember offhand if the same reactions as far as um, is the creature right or is um, the creator right came from uh, Chris and Daniel's performances with it? No, I, no. It was um, – you know, they're two different actors, and they're very cerebral. Mm-hmm. It was very much um, – and you played Justine. Mm-hmm. I think Justine and the, and, and the, dad, the, the, the ones that the creature uh, uh, murdered got appropriate sympathies. Yeah. Uh, not appropriate and there's unappropriate, and I don't mean that. Uh, but their um, – Chris's uh, victor was very calculating. Yes, and as much as I tried to move him towards a direction that you did so easily, um, and and he was very much in control of, and I have to be this way, this is the way, blah, 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 cut and dried, very clinical. And Daniel, too. Very, and it w- did it work? Of course it worked. Two different productions. They both worked, both valid interpretations. But you're right. There wasn't – you don't get warm fuzzy from Frankenstein. Mm-mm. Everybody's dead at the end. But you guys did. <laughs> You guys and old ladies camp. I never knew the story. All I knew was the Boris Karloff thing. Yeah, that's not even part of it. But you shared it with people, um, where they could feel and connect with it. So, uh, yeah, no, it, we didn't have the like warm fuzzy afterwards. We just said, yeah, 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 no, yeah, yeah that's Frankenstein. Yeah, it was Frankenstein, all right. Yeah, because that's what, that's how I remembered it. Yep, and I absolutely. just wanted to make sure that I that I had that same perspective because it was so different. the The version that was done in twenty twelve, uh, can't talk at that moment. In twenty twelve, was so good. I I remember coming back and seeing it like two or three times, like because I just loved the atmosphere. I loved the way everything looked as far as that Frankenstein. But in this one, too, I remember some moments being like, I remember the script being like this. And I remember hearing these words and hearing this line. Right, right, right. But this feels circumstantially so different than I remember it being. Well, you guys, your birth of your creature was a baby. That's true. And essentially yeah. a diaper crawling down the stairs. Yeah. My, ours was a full-fledged bump, bump, yeah. bump, seven feet tall. Get the hell out of my way. Mm-hmm. Because I'm mad. I don't know what's going on, mm-hmm. but 
and and his response right away to to Victor when he rejected him was like, "I will snap you in two. Yeah, you know what I mean. Whereas y- y- your brother was like, he let us see processed all that. Mm-hmm. He allowed himself to be a baby born to the world, and Daniel was more like a zombie criminal body that just woke up. Yeah, and he's <laughs> not happy. And how fun! Yeah, it's, it's, fun. it's a generational. Mm-hmm. It's 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 monsters are monsters, mm-hmm. and you're and and then you guys flipped it on and absolutely adored it. Absolutely made us feel something. Now, so I say, well, now when you if you ever redirect it, would you direct it like this? I, I said I would be affected by this. Mm-hmm. Sure. How are you not? Right. Yeah. How are you not? You have an audience that feels something. You don't feel something after Nosferatu. You don't feel something after Frank. So other than, oh, you know, yeah. It's a, you know, and we did. Yeah. And we did. Mm-hmm. And so that was something I'd have to think long and hard about. Do we want to miss out on that? You know, uh, maybe not. Maybe we want them to feel something. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, it's very different from Nosferatu in a lot of aspects. Nosferatu, you very much see, like, the classic horror like that's it, it, but that's it's Dracula. It can't be written as any other way than right. like you're not going to get sympathy right. for him out of nowhere with that. Plus, there's a happy ending, mm-hmm. yeah. essentially. Yeah, mm-hmm. the audience gets with it, it's satisfied. Like, well, yeah, uh, good beats out over yeah. evil. Mm-hmm. And in Frank said, you can't necessarily. Go so, away with that satisfaction. Yeah. Everybody's dead. It's so great. <laughs> it's yeah, so that, great. that too. Yeah, every, it's it's just there's no there's no satisfaction mm-hmm. when it comes right, to that. Right. So so the fact that you go out feeling mm-hmm. and 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 feeling in a good way, feeling what is your responsibility mm-hmm. towards uh, creatures that you bring into the world? Yeah, well, it speaks to every parent. Every mom and dad walked out like, oh man. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's that's quite a load there. When Julie came to see it, the f- the first thing she said after the show was, "No wonder you come home so tired every night." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah like this is, I'm going through yeah. a whole rigmarole up yeah. here." Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. My favorite story that came from Frankenstein. So I have um, three students who uh, I made over the pandemic because I was teaching virtually over Zoom, and they were coming into. They came to one of my Zoom classes. And then the, I would teach weeks, and all of a sudden they'd be popping up the weeks I was teaching. They just kind of followed me everywhere. Mm-hmm. So then COVID ended. I got to finally meet them in person. We're very close now. So they came to see Frankenstein. And um, some of the kids are younger. Vince, in particular, I think is in middle school right now. And when I came out to say hi to them, that um, you know, a couple of them are greeting me. Little Vince is like kind of just sitting to the side, like looking at me for a second. And uh, their mom, Amanda, goes, he, he just had kind of a, a long experience through this show. I don't think he was necessarily ready for all the things that were thrown yeah. out. Yeah. And so uh, he was kind of, you could tell, like, he's he's around me, but he's still, like, contained, like, a little shook up. And I was like, oh, no, like, this is the last thing I wanted to do. So I sent mom a message the next day, like, thank you guys so much for coming. I hope Vinny's okay. I didn't want him to... So she sends me this message back, and she goes, she goes, we had such a good time. She goes, 
Vince woke up this morning with a whole different perspective on the show and even asked me if we could go back and see it again. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. She's like, we genuinely can't, but the fact that he woke up and came around and is now thinking about the story is really, really awesome. And I was like, oh, that's the best thing I could possibly hope for. Uh, Even the kids that are there now that that I'm meeting that were like, oh, I love Frankenstein. Like, um, even little Vinny who does the um, action figures. Yes. like has, yes. it has the the dolls and reenacts that that meant so much to just those little impacts oh, that it yeah, had because yeah. I remember DJ doing stuff oh, yeah, like that yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. like he would draw pictures of all the uh, the actors and be like here I made this of you or yeah. I remember very specifically um, a picture from Halloween Dreams that he drew up of me and Paul. That he was yep. like, oh, yeah. this is you two in the second act. And it hung back there for a while. And I always felt so warm about that when kids respond that way. Yeah, yeah, that's the best. Yeah. That's the best. Uh, tr- which makes an easy transition, actually, into um, I Never Saw Another Butterfly, which was entirely kid-dominated. Mm-hmm. And first and foremost, I just want to commend you both <laughs> for taking on that responsibility of dealing with younger actors like that because I was a part of those acting classes back in the day. I know how much we are to handle. I know the obnoxiousness of the energy sometimes and the focus that needs to be reined in. Not that the kids didn't do a wonderful job and didn't uh, put but – it, but it's definitely a different perspective than working with adults. And I thought the kids in this show stepped up and did a really, really great job and were very, very committed um, to telling the story the right way, which yes, comes first much, and foremost. Very much so. Um, but I, I'm curious to hear about your experiences with that, especially um, working with Ari, who was fantastic in that show, and just delivering the subject matter of something that's very real but very dark in such an honest way that people could connect to. Um, yeah, um, it was... You know, because it's based on real lives. People went through this. It it has a it has a weight to it that you want to make sure you're doing them justice. Um, and I think everyone, all those kids, understood that. Yes. Um, working with Ari is always a thrill for me. Um, I loved doing um, doing that with her, and she's just a very talented young woman. Yes. And, Everything she brought to it was fantastic. That all all the kids were fantastic, and I I felt very honored to be doing that with them, because, you know, yeah, the the the, it's a a lot of kids, a lot of different ages. You don't know, okay, are is it gonna um, be as heavy with them as as you would think? And and I think it definitely was. I think every every single person that was involved in that show understood and wanted to do justice to it. I think you were prepared well, too, for that with, you know, you had the Holocaust survivor come in Mm -hmm. and speak to them as well. So they were very prepped with, like, the knowledge and information they Mm -hmm. needed to tell the story right. But I think that's so important, too, because you you can't do the diary of Anne Frank without having knowledge of the Holocaust. It's not gonna work. Like, none of that works. So the fact that they had to commit to doing that much uh, work on that themselves is super commendable because they learn it in school, but maybe not to that depth. Um, 
And Donna, I know it must have been so important for you as the director to make sure they got that right, too. Um, Can you talk about almost how you got them into not the mindset of everything, but almost educated uh, for the work that they had to present with this one. Well, um, Vanessa was a huge part of that because she played their teacher. Yes. And it, they were in a concentration camp for, for children, and there were some adults, and she, her character, was based on a real character, was a teacher. And so she said, I'm going to make a school. And so she makes a school. The thing is, um, we talked to the kids. We knew that their most valuable... Uh, asset was that they were children, and this is a story about children, and we wanted the, the audience to understand that this was just everyday kids. Yeah, this was this was our kids. This was our kids. This didn't happen to other kids. This was, so they brought that with them. What was um, very courageous of them, as we talked about, the children of Terezin, fifteen thousand, um, went through the Terezin concentration camp. It was a holding camp. Uh, the next stop was Auschwitz. And only 100 kids survived of the 15,000. Our responsibility. Now, those kids made art and poems, and they buried it. After the war, the kids went back and dug it up, and they wanted to share their story with the world. So I told, we asked the kids, they said, this is our task. This is our objective. Are you in? Do you think it's worth our time? And I said, we need to deliver this mail, like the post office. It's 80 years old, but... In, in order to honor them, we need to deliver their message. Never after they came, they all took that on. They all understood the goal from that moment on. And we talked about, well, we're going to be sad sometimes, and it's going to be overwhelming, but we're together, and we can talk about it. We could talk with Vanessa. You could, we had, I had a platoon of adults helping me because I have not staged this uh, since I had children. And, and I realized now for 20 years, I couldn't. I yeah. didn't have the courage. Now that my kids are grown up, I can face it, but it's hard. It's hard, hard, hard when you hear what they're talking about. But why do you do it? Well, for those very reasons. And the kids took the ball and ran with it. And they did. And so it ends. It's a celebration. We end with butterflies and wonderful music and them running around the theater up and down the aisles. Mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. We keep them alive by telling their message, by sharing the art, sharing the poems. And that uh, Tracy, an art teacher, had them reinterpret every single artifact. You know, obviously that's what art is. Art is short for artifact. Mm-hmm. Well, we, I wanted the feel of grungy, smudgy, chalk kids' work. And they'd hold it up to the eyes. Mm-hmm. Just These are our kids up there telling a story about our kids. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all all our children. Oh, that sounds like a soap opera. <laughs> um, so yes. there it is. And the kids. And to me, it was the most important thing we did all last season. I we agree. started up the school shows. We got the kids. It's an annual event now. We're going to do it every March. And, uh, and uh, yay. I mean, it's humbling that that we were asked a teacher asked us said would you do this how do you say no mm-hmm. so, if someone t- no see, I mean, I'm serious somebody tell me because I'll call her right now and say, <laughs> uh, no no because we knew what it would take yeah. we knew the cost but ha- having done it now one year I say well spent yes I'll do it again I'll take it on the chin because I don't take Vanessa she's down there with the kids in the trench 
The kids are down there playing, struggling for their lives, struggling and trying to make mementos that were beautiful, powerful, and that's why we do it. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, hard, Mm -hmm. hard, hard, hard. And those kids, you saw firsthand, you were were there with them, they courageous, Mm -hmm. they give me hope for the future. Yes. That they can accept that story. So many adults say, "Ugh, oh, I'm not communist." Depre- oh, you right. find the Holocaust depressing, do ya? Yeah, mm-hmm. do ya? Like it's you know how inane. I know they don't mean. I get it, but the only way we can honor is by telling. Mm-hmm. Yes. So if that gets a little uncomfortable, suck it mm-hmm. up. The kids did. Mm-hmm. They were never the trouble. Our adults, the adults, we'd be yeah. like, "I can't <laughs> take it." Mm-hmm. And I had those wonderful mothers. Mm-hmm. Lined up, some you know they come in and I say, "Well, you do this," you do, and they were there every step of the mm-hmm. way um, to help shepherd these children through this. I think next year will be a little easier. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully. Yeah, I would agree with that. It, it to tell that story at least initially has to be a lot of work, but once you have people who have done it before too, yes. and they're and they're used to telling that story, it, it'll get a little easier to incorporate newer mm-hmm. people into that as well. Uh, I, I think what you said is so important, and we tend to shy away from like stories like that from the past because people are like, oh, well, that's you know that's the bad part of history. We don't we don't touch these parts of history. Um, Relating on a personal note, when I went to um, Rwanda in college, who they had a genocide in 1994, it was relatively recent. So much of their country is still preserved with those exact buildings the way they were left during the conflict and during like and so there'll be. It's very harsh, you know, bullet holes in the walls, clothing of the victims still on the floor, like ankle high, but you. Those are the things that are important because if we don't remember it, then it's going to repeat itself. Mm-hmm. And and it and just the case of uh, say, oh, this is an old story. No, it's happening right now, mm-hmm. people. Yeah. You know, this is mm-hmm. part of our our sharing. It. It's like it goes on and on and as long as there would be humans on the planet, and to stand up and say, this is what happens of this kind of hatred. This is how it ends. Yeah. We've seen this movie before, and we're here to remind you: check yourself. Mm-hmm. You find yourself going, it starts with, um, let's blame that group. Yeah. Well, let's hate, it's okay to hate this person. Yep. And to stand up and say, every time it will end like this. And for the kids to take that on. Mm-hmm. We had a Holocaust survivor schedule. He passed away. Wow. So talk about, that's what's happening. The, another one stepped up. The little boy who was on the book, The Voyage of the Damned, came and talked to us. He's not a little boy no more. <laughs> He was seven yeah. when he went through the Holocaust. And he, thank God he was there because what's happening now, they're dying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're dying. It's getting more and more rare to find And And for survivors. us kids to say, and we didn't shy away. We told the kids, mm-hmm. oh, that man who was coming to see us, yeah, he died in the hospital because he's 90. And that's sad, and that's why we're doing this. Because so to touch history, to have him come in, share his story— and take pictures with those kids. Now these kids can say, I met someone. Mm-hmm. He told me it all happened. It was real. Because soon that's going to be gone. Yeah. And, and these kids who can, when they're 80, will say, I met a Holocaust survivor. And, and he told me it really happened. Mm-hmm. Now the second generation is stepping up. The kids are going out and witnessing. But 
it's once removed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my dad told me this. My mom told me this. Every time we've done this, we've had, um, same with Anne Frank, we, we've had, uh, through the Holocaust Resource Center, they send us speakers. Mm-hmm. And we're touching history. And these people say, no, it, it happened. I was there. And, and, and let me tell you. So there's going to come a time sooner rather than later when we're going to gear up to do our annual telling of uh, releasing of the butterflies. And there will be no Holocaust survivors left. And then it will become even more upon us to tell their story. Yes. To share their story because they can't do it anymore. So that was really telling. We were all geared up, and he was a doctor, and he was mm-hmm. going to come, and didn't happen. That's the reality That's, of the day and the age we're living in. And yeah. I think that is – so God bless him. His story affected us just as mm-hmm. much because kids, the guy who couldn't talk to us, we got to tell his story. Mm. Mm-hmm. So remember that? Yeah. Remember, we didn't make a big deal of it. We just mm-hmm. said, yeah, he's not coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, why Where did he go? Um well, but someone else is coming, and we told him what happened. Mm. He's 90. People who are 90, this mm-hmm. is what happens. They get released. They go on to become butterflies. Yeah. They go tell another story, mm-hmm. but they can't come and, and tell their story, so we have to do it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, who knew? Yeah. We're, uh, well, we're coming up on 100 years, you know, since yeah. since it. Like, it'll be, yeah. you know, yeah. in the next 20 years, yeah. we'll be at 100 years since World War II. Yeah. And that's something we all grew up. Knowing, it, getting the knowledge and knowing, oh, this was relatively recent. Mm-hmm. This was, but it's getting more distant in the future, mm-hmm. and yes. that yeah. and that makes it easy for people to just kind of throw blankets over yeah. like this point in history, like it's not there, like yeah. it's yeah. it's not. So yeah, as that's what's so important in theater as storytellers to keep these stories going and being passed along. And what a great lesson for the kids to be able to start their theater. Journeys and careers with those messages of the importance of telling story because that's going to take them through anything else they do in life. Not even theater. Just mm-hmm. the power of storytelling will take them far wherever they You're go. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. So it was definitely. Um, I'm so glad it was brought back. Look, school time shows, especially of that caliber. And well, you I'm, had been saying it for years. You had been saying it, and Carlo had been saying it. And mm-hmm. It's like. You know, okay, let's do it. I, you know, you know, COVID came, and then a teach uh, Carla's sister, Marissa, mm-hmm. Marissa just, yeah. just out of like, what you know, what you're asking? She said, <laughs> "Would you do a play that I could bring my kids to?" Because I'm thinking they're not getting it. Every year I teach the Holocaust, and I'm doing, I'm doing everything I can, and they're not getting it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you can't. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you can do but say yes. Yeah. And and God bless her for, for knowing our hearts. Mm-hmm. And she she was in many plays. She knew what she was asking. Yes. Oh, we already do six shows. Add another one? Okay. <laughs> uh, but she was correct. Mm-hmm. She was right to ask. And I'm thankful for her asking and for her knowing that we would not be able to say no. And I'm so glad. Me I'm too. I'm so grateful for that. Yay yeah. for asking. <laughs> what a wonderful addition back yeah. into the season. Thank you for asking us to add after yes. production. But it, no, 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 it was, yeah. Uh, and then we moved to the final show of the season, which was, of course, Here We Sit, which is one of my personal favorites as far as uh, the comedies go. But as theater people, we, we relate to Here We Sit immensely. 
Um, but I thought there was so there were so many good flavors in this here we sit in particular. Um, I thought there were a lot of strong performances in between the bits that are supposed to be comedic. Um, I know I'm partial, but uh, Ben's callback mm-hmm. that he did always got me every single time. Um, yeah, yeah. Dejay, when she did the the break from off stage into the audience, that always gets me. Carla with her um, her monologue as the audience member. It, it, there are so many beautiful flavors within that. But then the chaos alongside of it, too, like ending it with the Uber Ushers and, my God, what a group to play them this year. Mm-hmm. Like, uh-huh. that, that was the yeah. lunatics running the asylum yeah. in the yeah. biggest sense of the word. Uh, did you just have a blast working on well, that we one did, this time because it was, it was the first night of auditions, and we flipped the theater around, and we had auditions in the peanut gallery. Oh, I love it. Because that's the set. So we turned the last two rows. We're sitting there, and we're looking up there, me and DJ, and he, was, he started directing with me. I was teasing him about that. I go, hello, where are you? He wanted to be in it. Yeah. You know, it was Carla's last show. Well, not really, because Vanessa came back. Carla will come back. Yeah. So, yeah, I know it'll happen. But, uh, but, but so, so he goes, I, so uh, during auditions, he's up in the, he's up in the, you're, you're supposed to be next to me. He's up with a kid. All of them, they filled the seats. There was over 20 people. And I said to DJ, I say, how do we tell even one of these people that they're, they nailed it. We were doing full scenes. Just go, just go, just do it. Just, so it changed the whole face of that show. And then it was just kind of trying to keep up with the lunatics. And they're fun, just jumping in with two feet. Uh, Just so, that was one that, you know, Things become a routine. You just you show up. Oh, it's idea, you know. Yeah. But so much joy and the specter of Lottie and Bernice. Uh, say, well, they're like, well, I, we're not sure we can do this. And DJ said, we're going to do it anyway. Yeah, yeah, my son. I'm like, oh, <laughs> DJ. And he we had their blessing. Then I started to realize it was as originally written. Lottie and Bernice were not in it. Right. I f- freaked out and I had cold feet and I said, nobody's going to laugh at this. I need to put in Lottie Bernice. So they had their four scenes. They opened, closed, and they opened, closed the first act, opened the second act. That was it. They had four scenes. They couldn't be in the scenes with the rest of us. Right. Because their world was not our world. Their world is not a real world. It's a cartoon, wonderful cartoon, silly world. But they, they, how would they be in with the rest of us? No, there's they no way. They knew it. We knew it. And for them to say, well, you know, maybe. And then DJ saying, and he was wise to do it because I didn't see it at the time. I just thought, okay, yeah, take our headliners out of the comedy and see what happens. Well, we saw what happens. And we're still like, we still had a blast. And it was the first time I really saw that humor and those skits played not in the shadow mm. of these wonderful comic creations who don't belong in this play and they knew they go yeah we 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 know we know you just put us in to fill the seats and uh, <laughs> and where they of course they're funny of no matter where they go they're funny so that's what happened and i i was uneasy about it uh you know i don't want them to feel bad i audience were not pleased like well we know lighting Bernice are in it they're here somewhere no, they're not. They're sad. The audience they're is not spoiled. Here. <laughs> they're spoiled with, Audi- with Lottie and Bernice at this point. And, and so, yeah. But we had a great time, and we laughed a lot. And like, like I think Ben and Carla 
I think that was their best work. Yes. Out there by him, him pleading for the actor and her pleading for the audience. Her stand up and saying, I need an audience of one. I thought she was lovely and he nailed it. That yes. need, that mm-hmm. ache, the audience doesn't think about that we go through. Being accepted, mm-hmm. being rejected, ten you know, ten days a month, and just him pleading, "Look at me, for God's sake! Would you just look at me? Mm-hmm. I yeah. matter." As an actor, it rips your soul out, and yeah. I thought he nailed it every night, and it was not an easy monologue. No, there was a lot of him in that too, and I think that that's yep. that helped. A lot yep. with it, and he did, he didn't shy away. He's not a stingy performer. No. Some are. So I'm sharing that. That's personal. I'm not sharing it. He like you and you, open just spill it out. Oh, guts! You want my guts? Here they are. They're all over the place. That's what you want. You want someone who's going to go up and share. Uh, don't trick me and don't say you feel something you don't. And he did. He went out and bared his soul. And at the end, when the when he gets his acceptance not a role it's acceptance mm-hmm. you matter you i want you here that's huge huge and the eyes doesn't understand that and so i thought that was so important to speak up yeah i and, agree and, and for him to be our banner waver i mean come mm-hmm. on i thought i thought it was brilliant he's the best it, yeah. it, it just i love i love here we sit again because it's us like the, the how it starts to with everybody just coming on stage and being like, what, what's going to be happening? What, what, when is it starting? What are we all sitting here waiting for? We wait. We watch. <laughs> I, so good. I'll tell you, my, I have a lot of favorites. I love that show. Um, but Glass Eyes is oh one my of God. my favorites. <laughs> and you're just bringing out stuffed animals. But it's kind of... It's an inside joke. And so I remember sitting back there the first time we did it. Um, we put our stuffed animals outside on the chairs. We we're all standing in that little red room waiting to hear the audience reaction. And it's this petering of nervous laughter. Oh, it's the best. And it was just, I, I love it. I, I love it. I love, <laughs> I love the dynamic of people either figuring it out yes or just, just nothing <laughs> just just nothing uh, whenever whenever it, uh, whenever glass eyes mm-hmm. comes in i'm laughing hysterically mm-hmm. every time especially the more uncomfortable it gets yes. i'm laughing even yes. harder because i'm like <laughs> now you know yes. now you yes. know what it's like when it's just Dead and staring up because we've all dealt with it. And the people who didn't get it, it's like, that's you. That's you. That's you. you. And the the more that they wouldn't get it, the more delightful and delicious that was because it's like, I guess we we hit our target, but they don't know it. Oh, man. (laughs) Because it's them. Yeah. That's you. Between that and the, uh, the open forum. For for theaters too, mm-hmm. I I always love the open forum, and hearing all these things like yeah, you really come to the us with these suggestions. Or, this is <laughs> this is really like you this, really this think this would make us better. Based in yeah. fact, based in fact, yeah, oh, so based much on of a it. true yep. story. <laughs> oh yeah, so much of it, so much. Mm-hmm. Like you say, uh, uh, it's our story. It's a ghost light story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here we sit is is, is largely our uh, mm-hmm. 
happenings, our occurrences. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Even with when VJ would come up as that drunk fan oh, yeah. that would come up. I, I can't remember which show it was, whether it was Night of the Living Dead or Frankenstein. But we did have a drunk guy wander into the lobby during one of Frankenstein. those shows. It was Frankenstein. It was Frankenstein. Yeah. He just walked in like, hello? Yeah. It was like, yeah. Dude, <laughs> what did you think was going to be in here? Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. So yeah. it's this is our real life really yeah, being yeah. put up yeah. on the stage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Overall, what a fun mm-hmm. season it was this year with yep. mm-hmm. with just everything involved. I thought um, everything is taking such a fun direction. And it, I'm, I'm just excited for future seasons now that are going to yes. be here just to see where everything is. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, too, the next two shows you guys have coming up are – Spiral Staircase mm-hmm. and Night of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spiral Staircase, we can give kind of a quick preview to as far as the story if people don't know it. Um, from what I remember, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, um, it has to do with a young girl who is – she can't speak. Correct. She can't speak. And um, she's living as – She's not a maid in the house, right? She's a member of kind the of family. Kind of a health care. Kind of a health care. Like a companion. Yes. yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's taking care of the woman of the house. And there's a killer on the loose, and it kind of ties in directly to the home in some kind of sense. I remember, so I was never involved in this one, but I remember seeing it and absolutely loving it and loving the reveal at the end, too. Um is there anything I, – I don't know if I'm asking the right person, but um, is there anything artistic-wise that you're excited for that you can kind of give? I am thrilled about having DJ direct this. Yes. he. No, I didn't say nothing. I didn't say nothing. I'm not, I, we, I said, I'll direct whatever you don't want to direct. You just tell me. You want to do the zombies, whatever. And I offered it several times during the summer because mm-hmm. I knew how much work that was. And I said, you, you let me know. We'll switch. He came up to me and told me. He said, um, there's, this is not Frankenstein or uh, Sweeney Todd. This is not grandiose, huge, not subtle. It's, no, this is a quiet, everybody sit down. Mm-hmm. And we're going to tell you this spooky. And I said, number one, I know you're up to it. But it's a whole different speed for you, and I can't wait till you try it because once you do, you are going to love it. Yes, it's hor- It's a it's a classic. It's a dark and stormy night tale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stuck in a house. There's a there's a killer on the loose. It's set back at the turn of the century, so you have beautiful costumes, and you let the story tell it very Alfred Hitchcock, very tension. Build the tension. Build. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. That's the point. Then when something does, and he's, I know he'll love it. It's a whole different speed, whole different, and I can't wait to see what he does with it. Yeah. I can't wait to sit down and say, okay, you know, easily he's got the big, grandiose, bombastic special effects. Mm -hmm. Do this. Do that. Wonderfully. I know he has this, too, because he brought out some nuances and noodles when we were all in it. 
that may be. Yeah. yeah. Yes, he did. Yes. And so it's not that it's foreign to him, but talk about going from, you know, 120 miles an hour down to a horse and buggy ride. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a different speed for sure. And I, I can't wait to see how he rises to that challenge. Um, and he will. And the fact that he not as nervous about it, but the fact that he knows this is a different animal than he's stepped up to before. I love that Mm -hmm. because it means he's going in with both eyes open. And so I can't wait. That one I can't wait to Mm -hmm. see. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, I'm excited for what he does with that. The cast is phenomenal. Yes, yes. He's got the first rate. Yeah. Younger generation, again, you know, got the younger people uh, to tell their story. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. And let's see this version, this Mm -hmm. this shiny new version of it. Can't Mm -hmm. wait. Um, so we move from that to a Christmas rose, which you are going to be directing yes. uh, Christmas rose this year, right? Yes. Um, that is uh, – it, it's a plane crash, correct? Yes. It's it's a world premiere. I wrote it for Jed, Jed's memory, oh, and then wow. COVID came and I would not stop. I, I don't care. I, sometimes I felt alone. I wasn't alone, but sometimes I, felt, I said, no, we're going on. We'll We'll film it. We'll film it and we'll give it to our subscribers. I don't care, but we're not quitting. And Vanessa was involved, and we we came and we filmed. We're not filmmakers, uh, but we did the best we could. Then I finished it. I added 25 pages. Two characters are out. Two characters are new. The the journey continues. That's all I will say. Mm -hmm. It is every bit a companion piece to All Through the Night. Uh, And uh, the journey continues. And there is a lot of All Through the Night in it now. Wow. Mm-hmm. Even more. Because I couldn't tell. I'm trying to tell the story in COVID hits yeah. and the hopelessness. And we're doing it for Jed. I want to do something myself. My family does things to remember. My group does things to remember. I wanted to do something. Sure. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I promised I would never do is write another Christmas story after all through the night because everybody uh, loves that place so much. So I said, I'm not going to wreck it. And then for him, I said, I'm going to wreck it. Yeah. Uh, 30 years later, I'm going to write another Christmas mm-hmm. story. He's worth it. And he would understand <laughs> if yeah. I fail. So I fail. We all fail. I don't care. I'll fall on my butt. And then we COVID came and robbed us of that. That was all part of the journey. That was all part of the journey. All part. And I take that, stood it back on his feet, and finally could see clearly uh, what I was trying to say. And I love it. It's it's a world premiere. I know we made a little tape of but uh, We workshopped it and mm-hmm. filmed it. This is... For Jad, it's but it's written in his memory, but it's for everyone who ever loved all through the night. If you loved it and you want more, here it is. And I'm not going to give any secrets away, but it's jam packed with secrets. We find out things, um, and the journey continues. Yep. And I'm so excited. I've worked so hard all summer. Thank you, DJ, for doing the musical and letting me have the summer off every night. Me and Daisy May, we sat in our hot room, and I typed and typed and typed, and I cannot wait to share Christmas Rose with the audience. Um, I want them to have the same feeling as all through the night, if I have to kill them to do it. <laughs> uh, so there it is. Yay. That's the one I'm most excited about all year. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed when we did, when we did it. Um, I know it was different with the filming. It created different um, challenges for us. But um, I really enjoyed it. And I, when I saw we, we were doing it again, 
I was very excited and, and glad that we were revisiting it and that it would be on stage this time. Yeah. And then there's, um, I'm, I'm thrilled that we're doing it again and I'm thrilled to find out its differences from last Well, time. thank you. I'm so glad to hear you say it because, you know, you throw the curveball. The whole world was throwing the curveball. So, I, you know, I'm trying to make it about me, but the whole world won't let me because it happened to the whole world. Yep. <laughs> but, and we got through it. Yep. And, and at the time, why are we doing this? Why are we doing it? Because that's the journey. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't stop the journey. You don't stop it. We'd gather in there with our masks yep. and take our masks off, do our speeches. And it is. It, you can, it, it's a plane crash. In the Smoky Mountains, when I went to the Smoky Mountains and we went to these primitive churches that were abandoned in the middle of the, the – I'd sit there, and that's where this whole play came from. This whole play came from this beautiful abandoned building in the middle of the Smoky Mountains. I sat there, and you just could feel all the stories, all the life that used to be there, and that's where the whole thing came. You know, just right there. And yes, plane crash, the, 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 the trail, instead of getting to a train station, they make their way to this abandoned church. Some make it, some don't, but the survivors make it. They go in there. Now what? Now what? It's Christmas Eve. There's a blizzard. They're in the Smoky Mountains in a primitive old church. And it's a lovely story of survival. It's a lovely story of strangers coming together. And uh, I feel... Sounds silly to feel cheated about it, but not now because we're, we're doing it. Mm-hmm. And it's never been live on stage. This is a yeah. world premiere. World premiere. Mm-hmm. world premiere. Claiming to be in the same fabric of all through the night. Be there. I think that's the perfect way to preview <laughs> uh, it, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. No. That's, I'm already counting down the days till we open for that. I can't wait. I can't wait. So uh, thank you for asking. How fun. Yeah, of course. I'm dying to. See what you guys came up with, and for I'm that. hoping so I exciting. want all the gasps from all the people who love off of the night. And yeah. I want them to say, I want them to feel it's beautiful and not obligatory, mm-hmm. and feel like these patterns of our world, of our humanity, mm-hmm. we don't get to see them all the time, but they're there, and 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 crisscrossing and journeys that we don't even know are part of each other. To bring that all together. And say, you think that was the the, the end of the story? Think again. Yeah. <laughs> because the journey continues. Now, a teaser, like if I ever make a trilogy, then the journey ends. You know, I wrote it, my first play, maybe my last play. This is the one in the middle that the journey continues. Very nice. Yay! I love it. Oh, I love it. I've got chills thinking about it already. Uh, so then we move from... Christmas Rose into one of my favorite shows that's ever been put up at the Ghost Light, which was Treasure Island. I am so excited for Treasure Island to be brought back because when the production happened in 2013, it was one of the first really, really epic ones I remember. The ropes on the set, the sword fighting, the knife trick that you guys had. Everything was... So tight, and I can't wait to see it again in just any capacity. I, I'm excited to see what DJ is going to come um, up yeah, with yeah, with yeah. a lot. It's, it's his wheelhouse. Yeah. It's, oh, it's yeah. like, oh, my gosh. And he's so excited. He's got so many ideas. And it was Chris Fire's idea. We were backstage for Frankenstein, and we we're finalizing our season. We had a couple ideas, this or that or that. Where, you know, someone said, well, he said, well, we kind of did, what, three or four monsters in a row. Maybe we need to take a break from monsters. 
And and I said, well, what else? What he goes? Well, it's been over ten years since Treasure Island. And I said, DJ, <laughs> do you hear what Chris Fire just said? Yeah. Well, there was no turning back. Yeah, there was. No, he goes, uh, we're doing it, and I'm directing it. That's how we. That's how we go. And I take the I, all, my thing. My thing was for a couple of years now. I've been trying to get um, Christmas Rose on the stage, but I, you know, if you're partners, you got to listen, even if they're your much younger child. <laughs> and I say you can do anything you want if I can do my Christmas Rose. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it makes any money. I got to tell the story. And I think at that point he knew how serious I was, and he goes, "Oh, of course, Dad. Of course, of course." And I know he wants to do All Through the Night next year. He said, if All Through the Night was uh, on schedule, forget it. Yeah. Oh, I would yeah. be out in the – it wouldn't happen. He goes, but that's – he goes, well, All Through the Night's next year. We all know that. I'm like, yes, <laughs> every know. three years mm-hmm. uh, or the world ends. <laughs> but I love that. How would I not love that? So he said – I said, you, you pick it. You do the rest. I don't care what you want as long as I can have – and he said, well, of course, you don't even have to ask. I said, I'm not asking. I'm bargaining. Yeah. I'm bargaining. I want to know so that if it does go south, I can blame you because you said, yeah, it's a good idea. <laughs> um, so there you have it. And so he wanted pirates, and I got my Christmas rose. Yes. So it's a win-win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good compromise, I feel like. Yeah, we'll, throughout. I will see. <laughs> it remains to be seen. But. <laughs> and I know. You, oh, pi- yeah, poor, poor Trey. Trey had to play the, the one not pirate. I said, not everybody can be oh, pirate. Yeah, uh, he did. We gave him a good death, a good fight, uh, not a death, a good battle. He wanted a, a good sword fight. It was a trade off. And he was like, can I be a pirate? Everybody, <laughs> I'm a talented DJ, go, more than you right now. No one's going to want to play. Everybody. Wants <laughs> everybody. To be and we added all the wonderful women pirates. Mm-hmm. I researched, there was some, and they were all historic. Okay. Wrote him right in the script. And Bonnie, Charlotte DeBerry, yes. all all those different yes. ones that it were in there. Yes, it was so fun, mm-hmm. so lovely. So he is going to be a kid in the set, and all of you, everyone, have so much fun being pirates. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And telling that classic yay story. It's so fun. And I, re- I remember another another great Chris and Daniel dynamic was those two playing yes. Jim and uh, and uh, – oh, Long John. Yeah, yes. couldn't think of his name yes. for a second. But they the, – the fun and the liberties yes. that he can have and with that. We took so many set. liberties because oh. for Chris, uh, uh, Jim Hawkins is 12 years old. Right. <laughs> And meh, well, you know, we do, we just don't mention the age. Yeah, you yeah. just meh, yeah. Yeah. Even, you, you know. know, just don't say his age. <laughs> um, and uh, oh, but, but how fun those yeah. two, you know, just so much fun. Oh, it'll be an absolute blast. With I, I can only imagine what final cast we're going to end up with this oh, one. And I think everybody, when they're placed where they need to be, I think it's just going to work so And it's such sheer well. joy. It sounds like a lot of work with a big cast, but it, it, it isn't because everybody's like, pirate, pirate. Yes. Yeah. You know, the, the thing is trying to keep people from killing each other. After <laughs> people would share their bruises and their ble- bleeding. That We use real broadswords. Mm-hmm. We bought four broadswords. Everyone said, oh, there were more, four, more than four. No, they shared them. When you died, you threw your sword to someone else yep. because they were $200 a piece. <laughs> we'll yeah, use real broadswords, right. and they're heavy mm-hmm. as heck. Mm-hmm. And so they'd be bleeding, and then they'd be, oh, badge of honor. I'm bleeding. Yeah. Yay. I'm like, oh, my God. They're going to kill each other. <laughs> but uh, all the sword fighting in mm-hmm. it, and I don't know if we'll expand our arsenal. We still have those four. They're, we keep them in my office, so they're a little rusty. 
because they're real. I don't know. They're I I don't know what they are. They're heavy. They're heavy. Mm-hmm. So, um, yay. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we, and we do have we have a bunch of access to stage combat people now too. Yes, awesome. Which is which is really really an excellent mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. So we can have. We could have some nice sequences in that show. I know too. he's already talked about something we didn't do because we kill somebody. You know how in the ships they swing on the rope. Oh my yeah. god! Like I, uh, who's going to swing on a rope? Ben. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, yeah. already. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Ben. Give me. He'll be. You know, he's going to go flying across the stage like he Tarzan. He'll on go. A rope. If Ben has it his way, he will swing from the balcony at the back of the I house. Know. Don't give me onto the idea. stage no. like Batman. Yes. Like that is what he will do. And then he'll do the uh, where you catch with a dagger in the mask and ride it <laughs> yes. all the way down to the. Oh God! Now we gave him the idea. What have oh, we done? Man. What have we done? That this Uh-oh. is going to be bad. They're going to edit this out. They're going to be <laughs> listening to this on the drive back and yes. just writing it down in a notepad. Oh, God. oh man! Oh no! Uh, and then uh, find uh, our comedy for the season two is Lottie and Bernice roughing it, yes. um, bringing back Lottie and Bernice. As we were saying, we we get very spoiled at the ghost light with the Lottie and Bernice appearances. There haven't been any in a while, and this will be. Uh, the big comeback for them. I'm very excited to see what you're going to come up because any environment that you've put Lottie and Bernice in so far, whether it be a newsroom studio, which yeah. you've been very familiar with, yeah. Vanessa, yeah. Um, or a wedding reception or just mm-hmm. in the neighborhood, they always seem to just maximize the chaos in any environment that they have. Uh, so I don't know how much you could share about uh, just the level of chaos they're going to be bringing along with Hal and Sale, but I- I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing them on stage in a capacity again. Uh, and this is a DJ arranged thing because I said, you know, the other three, uh, Dab, Joanne, and Jess, their favorite one, we've only done once, is Regrets Only. It's <laughs> so good. The wedding yeah. one. Yeah. So I thought, easy peasy, we'll do it again. Mm-hmm. Okay. We haven't done it, and they love it. Well, everyone's on board. So DJ's text me, goes, all three of because I say, you need to ask them. Mm-hmm. You need to ask them. You know, uh, first of all, they won't say no to you, uh, but they're very good at saying no to me. So he asked them, and he said, Dad, they're going to all want to do it next spring, but there's a, a, a change of plans. I go, and what is that? They want an original, all three of them. I go, what? You, you cook this up. <laughs> he goes, no. He goes, and he said, Dad, remember how you told me you like to be painted in a corner? I said, I didn't say I like it. <laughs> I said, sometimes you've, you have to. You know. mm-hmm. He goes, well, you're painted in a corner now. And I was like, thank you, son. But delightful, delightful. You know, so the, I've always had, I've been taking notes about what it would happen if they did, you know, make a mistake like a timeshare thing where you're, you have a free weekend to camp. You have a free weekend, but you got to listen to somebody's spiel. Well, of course, they're not going to listen to nobody's spiel. Mm-hmm. And we can get them out, fish out of water, get them in a little tent, get them doing, you know, the camp. Oh, it writes itself. And then Hale and Sal, aging park rangers, who oh. just have a perpetual lunch, mm-hmm. you know, Fantastic. perpetual lunch break. And then, and, and just, I told DJ, I said, we were, we were brainstorming ideas. Uh, and, and, well, here's one that Joanne gave me, just to show you. Yeah, the script is not ad lib, but the, the the play is ad. You know the ideas. She texted me, and she said, uh, "I know where Lottie and Bernice are right now." I said, "Yeah, where are they?" She goes, "They're hunting for that fugitive in the woods," and I'm like, <laughs> "Oh my! Of course they are." So of course, it, and that always yeah. happens around here, Pennsylvania, yeah. New York border. 
there, so you know, someone's gonna come up with a a, a flyer. Uh, ladies, uh, watch your step. There's a fugitive. I, I, of course, they're gonna suit up and go after mm-hmm. him. Of course, they and are. of course, it's probably be Paul, even though it's not, <laughs> just so they could torment him. <laughs> but things like that that the news yeah. hands you, like of course they they wouldn't go home. They would go into the woods and catch him. Yeah. So things like that. And Debbie's got ideas. And Jesse, I said, keep your ideas coming. I said, me and DJ were brainstorming. I said, okay, one word, one word, hammock. That's it, just a hammock. Yeah. Yep. And I go, oh, no. No, because Deb and Joanne are fearless, yes. physical comedians. Yeah. They'll just do whatever. You put a hammock on their campsite. Mm-hmm. Oh, just forget it. I don't have to write nothing. No. no. Don't kill each other. <laughs> And and I just imagine mm-hmm. either one of them trying to get themselves in one of those. Yeah. That's it. So the set requirement, hammock, hammock. Yep. and a tent. And it's going to be right on the water. Here's one other thing I'll uh, tease with because it's so much fun. It's it's on Lake Ontario. So Lottie says, what's that land over across the water? Is that Tonawanda? No. Is it Grand Island? No. It's Canada. Canada. Forget it. <laughs> so we get them yelling at a country. We get Lottie and Bernice finally sounding off on Canada, standing yeah. on the water's end, shaking their fist. <laughs> First of all, starting with keep your smoke on your own side. And then ta- all the things that we all feel in a fun way that yeah. we want to say, hey, neighbor, yeah. you know, behave yourself. Lottie and Bernice now get to shout at a country. How fun. Mm-hmm. So that will write itself. I'll have to get like ask for on the podcast as we move along. Uh, beefs we have with Canada. If you want to hear Lottie and Bernice present your beef with Canada, let's have them all now. And so that's another bit. That oh, Lord. The, the, I'm just waiting for the Lottie and Bernice episode of this that comes out eventually because I know it's coming. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's, oh, no. it's going to be chaos, like oh, no. absolute mm-hmm. chaos in here. Uh, and then finally, we end the season with Jesus Christ Superstar, yeah. which I can't believe we have never touched that one before, well, at least in my time. Here we haven't We've done. wanted to. Deb has wanted to right along, Deb and Joanne. It's getting the rights. It's the rights, yeah. And it's not the company who owns it. It's the owners. It's the creators. There's their 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 um, a production company. Very, very difficult to work with. And so I ask every year, I don't know, for the past 10 years, no, 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 no. So I told DJ, I said, I'll ask. But they'll say no. So have a, have a, a B and C choice. Then, like, within days, within days, I think. No, it was six weeks. No, it wasn't within six weeks. I'm, I'm, I'm not remembering. Finally, I asked, I called them back. I go, so can we have it or what? And they said, it's not us. It's not us. He goes, but I'll call. She said, I'll call, see what they say. So then I get an email. Yes, you can have it. But here's what I'm talking about, strange. They told us on Friday night in... I don't remember what, what it was. May. And they said, we can have it as long as we don't unveil it until Monday. Don't tell anybody over the weekend that you're doing Jesus Christ Superstar. I'm like, okay, who would we tell? <laughs> who would we tell? This is what I'm talking about weird. Press release. Weird. <laughs> that we couldn't unveil. So strange. Over the weekend. So then Monday, like, I said, DJ, don't tell anybody. Don't even ingest because mm-hmm. they might hear. So, yes, but we've been asking. It's perfect. First of all, it's Deb's wheelhouse. Uh, I love her Joseph, her Godspell. Yes. Her, and, and so she's always wanted to have that. And, um, and for uh, uh, 
DJ and Sean to land it on their first go round. Yes, um, it's going to be epic and fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love those rock operas and musicals like that. Yes. It, like Godspell was one of my favorite things we ever did. Yeah, over there yes. and like that. It was just that group was so tight and the the way we developed it. I thought was such a such a good way to develop Godspell. And I can see the same thing happening with Superstar this year. Yes. Can see the exact same thing. Uh, in between him and Sean, now that we've seen the work that they've done for Sweeney especially, I can only imagine what they have planned for this And next having one. started with the hardest musical on the planet, <laughs> Sean already yeah. said, he goes, okay, you realize you picked the highest. He goes, next year's going to be a piece of cake. Yeah. It's just, it's just going to be, first of all, you know, set, costumes. It can be dynamic. The music's so lovely and more singable than opera music. And I, I think he's going to have pure joy. I said, DJ, next year you're going to have a great show and you're going to have a summer, mm-hmm. which you didn't have this year, which I'm, I'm glad they're having this vacation. He didn't have a moment he spent over there. Next year, now he'll see what it's like to tell a great story and have a summer. Yes. Yeah. So I know he's going to enjoy that and Sean will enjoy that too. Uh, yeah. Plus, I think the music's more known. Yes, I, I could sing the entire LeBron. I could. Do, well, I'll do it right now. In high school, <laughs> we the, we the Brown album, two do, album set on the turntable every day all through high school. I can sing it from note one to note. I don't know what it would wow. sound like, but I read <laughs> the whole thing. I have memorized as all the kids did. This yeah. was our musical. This was all of a sudden. Hey, this was for us, and to hear it again and try and keep my mouth shut and sitting out in the audience. Say, do not sing along <laughs> with these people. Mm-hmm. But I love, absolutely love it that we're able to do it. Me too. I'm actually not familiar with it. So <gasps> I, I don't. I How don't, dare you? I don't want to watch any movies. I don't want to watch any productions. I want this one to be yeah. my introduction to it. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's the New Testament version of Joseph. Yes. So they did Joseph, but they said, oh, we're going to pick every musical style on the planet. And I love Joseph. Mm-hmm. Joseph had a fun, and, and Jesus Christ, we've said none of that. It's rock. It's high, well, it's the story. Mm-hmm. How do you have fun with the dee? Awesome. And you see the flip side of what Weber and Rice are capable of doing. I always thought Jesus Christ Superstar came first, and that's why I hated Joseph. Hated it. Oh. When Deb came on here and said, oh, he told me we will never have that on my stage. Because I knew Jesus Christ Superstar, and then Joseph came out, and I thought it was a sellout. Because mm. I didn't get it. I didn't understand mm. that that came first. Yeah. That's fair. You know, as Old Testament should come before New Testament. Yes. So then they come out and do this dark, just epic, awesome. You're going to love it. You know what? Um, if you like Les Mis. I do. Um, the writers of Les Mis, their two favorite musicals were Jesus Christ Superstar and Oliver. Oh, two c- yeah, I see that. So they came together and they said, yeah. let's tell a story that has our fa- – well, you combine Jesus Christ Superstar and Oliver, you get Les Miserables. Yeah. And so everything that's dark and wonderful about Les Miserables is Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah, you're going to love it. You're going gonna to say, I where like have dark. you been? You're going <laughs> to be, like where has it been all my life? Yeah. You're going to say, why don't I? And then you're going to be singing it like me yeah. in, in my head for forever. That makes so much sense now that you set it to that capacity. Right. It's the perfect blend of both of them. There's that. even an artful dodger. Yeah, I mean, it's there's you know, but to love something so much and say I want to tribute it and then make like the the most famous musical on the planet, 
Uh, and I see the the re, the um, the inspiration in all of it. And now to sit and see Jesus Christ Superstar, and and feel all the Way Miz vibes, you know, and to say to young people, this is where it started, you know, this is where they got it from. Love it, yeah. love it, love it, love it. Oh, I'm so excited for Me too. it. We're in uh, we're in such a great direction. I feel like with everything. Um, it's going to be such an exciting season. This last season was so good. I'm so glad we got to kind of like sit and recap through a lot. That of was the a things. great idea. Because yeah. I don't. Great idea. Thank you. I, I I don't get to talk a lot about this with people, especially some of the shows. We talked a lot of Frankenstein, but you know, mm-hmm. none of the Living Dead. I had so much fun with uh, too, and I didn't get to talk a lot about loved that. It. Yeah. I I actually so I had an appointment the other day um, with a friend of mine, and I walked into her shop. And I'm there for two seconds, and one of the guys that was at another tattoo station looks at me and goes, I saw you at a play. He goes, you were in uh, the living uh, night of the – and I was like, night of the yeah, living dead. Yeah. He's like, yeah. He's friends with Sean Ward. So, like, oh, he he cool. knows he knows um, his wife Valerie really well. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I love it over there. And then, of course, afterwards he's like, and you have a twin brother too. And I go, yeah, <laughs> yeah well. so about that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but it was it was so fun, just like those yeah. little moments where it's like, oh yeah, we're in the real world all together. <laughs> With yeah. those. That's awesome. Um, if you want to fully. Uh, recap the season with us, and you are a member. This is a reminder that the Starries are this coming Saturday. Um, it is August 26th. Uh, it's at 7 p.m. It is a black tie affair at the theater. We are going to have a ton of fun and be giving out awards for certain things as voted on by the members this season. Congratulations to you both on your nominations, by the way, for the Starries this year. Thank you, you as well. Thank, Thank you, you as well. Appreciate it. Um, but it should be a great time, and if you're a member, we hope to see you there. And I want to thank DJ and Alex for letting me guest host this week. It was absolutely a blast, and I feel very, very honored to have gotten the call for this. Uh, one last reminder, if you have any electrical needs whatsoever make sure you contact jds electrical they are licensed and insured and a very very reliable electrician at 716-523-2711 again that is 716-523-2711 don vanessa thank you guys for being on here with me today i know you didn't have much of a choice but no no this is fun thank you for for having (laughs) thank you for doing an awesome job hosting appreciate it and producing, I'll make sure I get everything up on time in the future for everybody. No days off anymore. Um, DJ and Alex will be back next week. I hope they are having a wonderful vacation. And I can't wait to see what they are coming up with in the future, both on this show and for Spiral Staircase. Until next time, everybody, we'll see you later. Bye.